WMNF Tampa. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning and howdy doody to you, my steadfast friends out there in the vast beyond. And welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa, the best darn station on seven out of eight of our planets in the solar system and the only one that they stream in Omalas. And you can stream the Healthy Steps Radio Show as well at WMNF.org. I invite you to this challenge. If you have any medical questions or concerns, give us a call at 813-239-9663, and I want to keep my favorite phone commander, Irene, busy this morning. You can also send an email to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. Good morning to you, Dr. Harvey. So today's show is my game time favorite, Ask Me Anything. And yet, it comes with a special flavor. PIFAs, those forever chemicals that are in equal um, measure insidious and ubiquitous and in probably Uh, every drop of water that we Um, drink. We can't blame it on DuPont. uh, Listening on two sources at this point, trying to figure out if I'm still being heard. Um, I think you are. You're on this end. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, So... Today we're going to talk about uh, some more toxins. Um, they're everywhere, and they're forever. These are the forever chemicals. I had mentioned it previously, and um, so perfluoroalkyl and polyfluoroalkyl substances are a group of manufactured chemicals, um, petrochemical derivatives that have been used since the 1940s. Um, PFAS are chemicals that are um, extremely long-lasting. That's why we call them forever chemicals. Thousands of years it takes for them to degrade in the environment. And they are really widespread in their use. There's a problem. It's called the American government. Um, They have an issue where they favor industry over humans and the planet. And there are at least 80,000 petrochems that are used around the planet in widespread usage. And they are persistent in the environment. That's because these things, 80,000 of them, weren't really tested for safety in the environment. But they're very useful in industry. And they're useful in other things. PFAS are found in the blood of almost all humans and animals all over the world. And they're present in the soil everywhere. And they're present in the water. They're present at low levels in a variety of food products and in the environment. They're found in the air, the water, the fish, the soil, all around the globe. They are present in, um, they're found in um, these places, um, and especially in places like drinking water. Public drinking water systems and private drinking water wells have had these things filter into them because they are so small, they're so pervasive, they slip everywhere. Near waste sites, like, uh, what is it, Camp Lejeune, I think, is a toxic superfund that's caused vast amounts of uh, cancer in service members. So soil and water around these sites is a horrible thing to experience. And um, 
uh, they, they've caused so many problems. Fire extinguishing foam. This is one of the things in around air bases and and uh, places where they do work with uh, um, uh, you know a- airlines. Uh, wherever there's a, a possible fire, there uh, they use this uh, uh, fire extinguishing foam that's full of of um, PFAS, and um, it's used in manufacturing and production. Um, chrome plating, electronics, food, uh, fish caught from water contaminated by PFAS, dairy products from livestock exposed to this this water. Um, it's uh, it's in food packaging. Uh, uh, the you know we we changed away from styrofoam and, and plastic things to uh, grease resistant paper. Well, that's that's Teflon. That's a a PFAS. That is one of these forever chemicals. Fast food containers, microwave popcorn bags, um, pizza boxes, candy wrappers, anything that has that slick surface on the paper, that's PFAS. Um, even our switch to uh, bamboo renewable papers, like in toilet paper and tissues, the, these have PFAS in from the processing. Um, household products and dust, uh, water repellent on carpets, stain repellent on carpets, upholstery, clothing, and other fabrics, um, uh, uh, fire-resistant coatings on fabrics, non-stick cookware. Your Teflon pans are poisoning and killing you, especially if the Teflon pan gets nicked. And that's why they recommend you use only plastic or wood on your Teflon pans because the nick starts the process of unraveling the PFAS so that it just gets picked up by the fat you're frying with and goes right into your food to help toxify and cancerify you. Um, it'll cause your heart attack and your stroke too. It'll increase your risk of getting severe COVID. So these things are everywhere. Personal care products. Don't forget your dental floss, that slick uh, floss that slips between your teeth. Well, that's, that's Teflon. That's putting it right into your mouth. Um, cosmetics often have it, uh, biosolids that come from fertilizer, wastewater treatment plants, because we, you know, we concentrate the stuff that we've taken out of our foods. People that work in occupations such as firefighting, chemicals, manufacturing, processing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's everywhere. And scientific studies have shown that exposure to these are linked to harmful problems. There are thousands of these PFAS chemicals and they're found in many different consumer products. Perfluoctanoic acid and perfluoroctane sulfonate, PFOA and PFOS, are two of the most widely used and studied chemicals in the PFAS group. And they have been recently replaced in the United States with other more toxic PFAS or less toxic or the same toxic. Who knows? They just switched them out because those got a bad rap. But they're now using the same kind of chemical under a different name. That's like the switch they made with aspartame for acesulfame. Same poison, different name, still causes brain rot. Um, cancer and destruction of your microbiome. So the reproductive effects that occur uh, cause decreased fertility, high blood pressure in pregnant women, developmental effects and delays in children, low birth weight, accelerated puberty, bone variations, behavioral changes, increased risk of cancers, including prostate, kidney, testicular, and we've since seen lymphoma, I believe. Um, reduced ability of the body's immune system to fight infections. Oh, did I just say intense COVID? Um, interference with the body's natural hormones. Yes, hormone disruption. Yes, this is causing preteen puberty. <laughs> Not a good thing. So there's all kinds of things happening here. Uh, it's just so much of a problem. And, you know, we need to yell at the government to stop allowing this perfidy. Why are people profiting from our death? Makes no sense. Um, it doesn't really support any any major industry. It just supports the profit of some people that are making uh, poisons. We can change that. And uh, the way we've changed it is by talking about it. 
And I would love to talk with you folks today. This is the Healthy Steps radio show on WMNF, Tampa's favorite radio station. And you can give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. And the boards are lighting on up here. I have a uh, caller from St. Pete. Good morning to you. Are you talking to me? Yes, uh uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm an environmentalist. I am not hearing the caller. Oh, that's uh, an annoyance. Yeah, uh, my name is Nan. Nan. I'm in St. Pete, yeah. I'm an environmental journalist, and I have done a number. I've been following PFAS for years. No, I'm I'm not hearing anything. I lost um, audio just before I came on. That's why I was asking. Normally, Hello? I'm okay, hang on there, Nan. Um, if you could give me a quick summary of what your question is, it seems like um, the doctor can hear me, so oh, but well, he's not hearing you. To, what I wanted to say was uh, that I'm an environmental journalist, and I've done a number of articles about PFAS, uh-huh. and I've analyzed the local water, and uh, PFAS are very prevalent at McGill. Okay, hang on a second. Flame retardants and so forth when they practice landing. Okay, and she Nan is calling saying that she's an environmentalist journalist and that she's investigated some of the water at McDill, and because of the chemicals they use for firefighting and such, that it's uh, just prevalent there. Yes, I, I um, thank you for that call, Nan, um, and that information. Um, I think every um, military airbase where they actually practice for emergencies uh, and use that foam is a contaminated area. Um, and even if they're, they're not using that, just PFAS, probably in some of the other equipment, um, it's so prevalent. And, yeah, so uh, Tampa, um, we've got a Superfund site there. Um, and so, you know, I think everybody in Tampa should be writing right now to their congressmen, uh, state and uh, federal. And we should be working on this because this needs to be cleaned up. We can't let this stuff go on. We know about it now. Um, willful blindness is what our government gives us because they're getting paid to shut up. We need to keep yelling at them so they can't hide I'm going to give on out the number again, and then I'm going to play a couple of um, studio announcements and give you a second to play around with your hookup there, Doc, and see what we can get for giving you the audio. If you want to participate in today's call at the Healthy Steps radio show, we're discussing PFAS, the forever chemicals that are ubiquitous in, uh, in just about every drop of water that we use. Uh, Give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. And this is WMNF Tampa. Let's do a Hey, this is Frankie Mopar with the Retro Jukebox. I'm here pushing the buttons every Wednesday morning, 3 to 6 a.m. Every week, we'll start out the first hour in the 40s and 50s, and then the second hour, we'll start in the early 50s and progress through the 60s and a little 70s. Music is memory, so let's journey through our lives together. The Retro Jukebox, every Wednesday morning, 3 to 6 a.m. on your community conscious radio station, WMNF. 
If you can't make it in person, the show is available 24-7 at WMNF.org. Okie dokie, Doc. Um, we may have had an, an answer here, so let's go and talk to Cindy, see if you can hear her. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Dr. Harvey. How are you doing? Her voice. Y'all can't hear me? I can hear you well. Okay, good. I have been, uh, someone told me about this drug that's supposed to activate your stem cells, and it's a patch you put on you. And they have it as LifeWave X39. Do you know anything about that? I do know about that, yes. The LifeWave X39 patch is a really very interesting device. Um, the, uh, the concept for me is kind of like homeopathy. It's, it's based in energetic medicine. And the patch is like homeopathy where in, instead of like the biochemical medicines that we use in Western medicine where we have a specific uh, form of a chemical that will go to a specific site in the body and cause a change, a response due to a physical chemical reaction at a receptor site or something like that in the body where, where it causes a change. The LifeWave patch and homeopathy work through energetic signaling. We're all energy. Quantum physics has shown us that we are all energy. And so this LifeWave patch actually uh, works with your body cells and kind of reflects an energy back into your system that signals um, for your body to kind of wake up. Now, it doesn't treat illness. It doesn't treat disease. This is not Western medicine where we have a pill for your ill. This is general wellness where it helps enhance your overall well-being. Now, could it help, like, I've got a, 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 down by my foot, I've got it, it's been a little swollen, and it hurts me sometimes to walk and things like that. Would it help something like that? What it helps is your body to be more vibrant. And okay. in the process, that thing might get better, but it's not a treatment for it. And if anybody's selling it as a treatment for any specific illness, that's not true. That's not what the... Uh, uh, life wave would do but it possibly could help you and do you end up um i guess in some ways feeling younger because you're taking it because you're getting more stem cells where with age it decreases frankly i've not seen any studies that prove that it actually causes there to be more stem cells but Everyone that I know who has used it has felt more energy and felt better. So it's basically a quality of life kind of tool that helps you feel better. But I wouldn't expect that it would be treating a medical condition. Okay, well, that lets me know. I think I'm going to try it for a while and see what it does to me. I, I really don't think it will hurt, and you may get benefit. Okay, okay. I definitely appreciate your conversation. You're welcome, Cindy. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you, Cindy. I'm going to give on out a little bit of general information that you're listening to the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa. And Dr. Harvey is taking calls. Give us a jingle at 813-239-9663 or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Irene is in the control room waiting to take your call. 
And you can also text us at 813-433-0885. And back to you there, Dr. Harvey. Well, thank you. So um, I have an email here. Um, And it's from Bob in Bradenton. And um, I wish I had an answer for it. Uh, And I'm going to look online right now. I'm not sure, but parchment paper. Does parchment paper have PFAS? You know, we I like to cook with parchment paper. I have not looked that one up um, because it does have a somewhat slick surface. and it may. I, I don't really know. Let's see. Um, no, most commercially available parchment paper is treated with silicone, so it doesn't contain PFAS. It just contains silicone instead, which I think is actually a lower level problem than PFAS. Um, what about the lining in cans? Tommy asks. I drink a lot of canned carbonated water. Yeah. So the inside of the cans, we know um, quite often has BPA, bisphenyl acetate, another of those kind of forever chemicals, another carcinogen, another thing that shouldn't be in our food, but it is because that's what we found lines cans nicely and prevents the corrosion of the can from acids. So yes, if you can find BPA-free cans, um, that's a really good thing. Um, but um, the, uh, the, the, the plastic's still there. And so um, are they in... Um, PFAS, let's see. Um, yeah, really interesting. Um, PFAS uh, uh, really has been completely authorized by the FDA. I'm not sure why, <laughs> since we know these problems, but they did authorize it. Here we have a question from, let's see, I think this one's coming in from Mike. Um, what good natural blood thinner alternative or best of the offered pills for fibrillation. Well, atrial fibrillation is um, um, a very uh, complex illness and um, there are no proven natural blood thinners to prevent stroke from atrial fibrillation, none. Um, The uh, best uh, results we have are from the current new blood thinners because when you have atrial fibrillation, your risk of stroke is very high. Uh, possibly in the 20% per year, possibly higher, depending on how sick you are otherwise. And the blood thinners take you down to about uh, 1% risk. So it's huge benefits. And they have no studies that I have seen on any combination of natural agents to reduce your risk of stroke in atrial fibrillation. By the way, sleep apnea and alcohol are the two principal causes of atrial fibrillation. So you might want to get checked for alcohol abuse, which is more than one, one ounce a day, and sleep apnea. They will help. I think we have someone on the line. We do. We've got Dan, but I'm going to give on out this number like it's free street corner advice. Give us a call at 813-239-9663, and you can ask your questions to Dr. Harvey here on the Healthy Steps radio show. You can also send an email. Continue to send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Let's go to Dan in Seminole. Good morning to you, Dan. Yes, uh, good morning. Hey there. I was just recently notified that I have gallbladder stone. And uh, I was wondering what you might think of the uh, gallbladder flushes that usually are, you know, considered, I see on the internet, uh, olive oil and lemon and other products like that. Are they effective? Uh, uh, I don't have any symptoms, uh, but uh, I'm not sure what to do with this at this phase. 
Okay, good question, Dan. Gallstones. Um, gallstones are not uncommon. Asymptomatic or gallstones that don't cause you any pain are pretty irrelevant to me. Um, there is a risk if it's a small stone that it could get lodged in your common bile duct and cause a backup, but that's highly unlikely if they're nice big stones. And the real question here is if it's not bothering you, why fix it? This is probably an in incidental finding, huh, Dan? Did they just yes. find it on an x-ray? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, so I wouldn't worry about them, but I would do a couple of things. One, you want to reduce the amount of fat in your diet because that's going to put less stress on your gallbladder. So you don't want to do, you know, deep fat fried foods. You don't want to do, um, you know, uh, uh, cheesy, gooey casseroles because you're looking at a gallbladder attack. Um, if you've never had one, you're lucky. That's great. Stay away from it. Um, but I would not let anybody do anything to those gallbladders. And if you try to gallbladder flush, yes, it could work. I know of one person who actually cleaned out his whole gallbladder. However, in the process, his stone got stuck. He turned yellow for five days. Uh, they wanted to take his gallbladder out, but he walked out of the hospital and somehow he made it through it. And when we got an ultrasound later, there were no gallstones in his gallbladder anymore. But it was a pretty tortuous uh, yeah, course. I don't recommend it. That's what I, I, I'm reading. I know I saw, you know, some data that, you know, Mayo Clinic says that it's pretty much not really that effective. And then other people that say it's more effective. If you take a little magnesium uh, with it to uh, kind of dilate your gall, uh, gallbladder sphincter and whatnot, yes. uh, I, I'm not sure, you know, if I should try this or not. Uh, uh, I don't want to go through surgery if I don't have to. Well, it doesn't sound like with, you know, with no pain, why would you let somebody cut you? <laughs> no, tell them to stay away. Okay. That's good advice. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll say, I thank you for that. You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay. I've got Karen from St. Pete on the line. Good morning to you there, Karen. How are you today? Good morning. Um, I have a hey question. I've, I've been diagnosed with lupus, and I've yes. gone through several different drugs, and I keep having bad side effects, the reactions to the drugs. I've just now had one infusion. It's a monthly infusion. It's a newer drug, and it's called Fapnelo, F-A-P-N-E-L-O. -E Not sure if you are familiar with that. Anyway, after I had the infusion, and that was a week ago Thursday, that was on August thirty-one. I did fine. I did fine for about four days. And then on the Sunday after that, and got considerably worse Monday. It's been, so it's been a week today that I have felt really, really miserable. I'm um, busy. I have zero energy. It's very fatigued. Uh, I've got a headache that will not go away. And huh. I, just, I just don't feel, I don't feel good. I also have weird double vision. Yes. Um, sounds like you have some adverse consequences. I don't like to call those euphemistic, uh, that you use that euphemistic term side effect. Um, these are not side effects. These are concurrent adverse consequences. These are things we know happen in people. Um, just calling them side effects is a way that uh, drug companies have got people to take poisons that maybe they don't need. Um, so lupus, lupus is autoimmune disease. Lupus yeah. is triggered by all kinds of things. So did your 
uh, doctors explore the triggers. So have you had a workup for Lyme disease, mold toxicity, um, a microbiome check for your gut and food sensitivities? Have they recommended that you get rid of gluten, lectins, eggs, and dairy to help reduce the inflammatory Im input into your body so you can control this without having to use high level biologics that cause adverse consequences? Oh, no, nobody's ever. Oh, they've You're breaking up completely. I'm missing you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they've never mentioned any of those things. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Um, that's, those are the first kind of questions that we in functional medicine ask because those are the ways you make impact in people's lives without having to use pharmaceuticals. Which is my preference, definitely. Well, it should be most humans' preference. <laughs> okay. Gluten, egg, what was that? What was that? Let me refer you to a couple of things. One, um, there's the AIP, the autoimmune protocol, and there's the WALS, W-A-H-L-S apostrophe, two diets that are focused on eliminating autoimmunity. Um, uh, what was the, the WALS diet? Again, doctor? I'm sorry, uh, I didn't. Autoimmune protocol, AIP diet. AIP. Yeah, so those are two baseline diets. And then in the meantime, you need somebody to do a stool test that checks the microbiome. You probably should be screened for Lyme disease, and you probably should get screened for uh, mold toxins, mycotoxins, because all these things actually trigger lupus-like reactions in the body. And if you have a underlying Lyme problem, um, treating it with an immunosuppressive is just not going to do anything for the Lyme. In fact, it may get worse. We're not hearing anything, Karen. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. Well, I do appreciate your advice. I listen to you every week. Thank you, Dr. Harvey. You're so welcome. Drop something in the tip jar for the station. Okay. You sure will. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I've got Lynn from Land Lakes with a kidney stone question, but I'm going to remind folks that they are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa. And Dr. Harvey is taking calls that Irene in the command room will be answering. If you give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue to send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you, Lynn. Good morning. I would value Dr. Harvey's opinion concerning a seven millimeter kidney stone that was on a PET scan in 2020, and it was never disclosed to me. So mm. when I found out about it uh, three plus years later, I had a CT scan, and it's still seven millimeters. So my oh. question is, um, I know that's too big of a stone to try to dissolve or pass, but I have several people, including my oncologist, saying, don't do any procedures until you have to, and I have no symptoms. And then I have the urologist, of course, who wants to um, blast it with ultrasound. So what advice do you have for me? I'm very confused. Um, well, I think that you heard me talk to um, Dan about his gallstones. If you're not having symptoms, why would you let a surgeon cut you? Well, the procedure's right? not invasive at this. Doesn't point. matter. It's, it's I'm just I'm equivalent. I'm 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 making an equivalency here. Any procedure, putting yourself in a lithotripsy device where you get that shock wave, that's not actually easy on your body. 
that's a mm-hmm. pretty invasive though you're not getting cut on procedure it's it's it does cause problems you can only have so many of them too because it does cause a a, a physical trauma to the entire body when that shockwave goes through it. So you don't need it. It's not changed in size. The best thing to do is actually get a stone risk test or a litho link, L-I-T-H-O-L-I-N-K. Those look at your urine and tell you what the chemical makeup of your urine is so that you can actually work to dissolve stones by making the proper chemical balance in your urine and also prevent new ones from forming. So Get a metabolic test to figure okay. out why you got the stone in the first place. Well, my other confusion lies in <clears throat> the no-no foods that I've been given a list of. And I'm a vegetarian, so I eat every one of those foods they're saying don't eat much of. And yes. it's still so actually. Grown. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a good thing that it hasn't grown. So it probably came from a, 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 a different time in your life. Um, when you weren't vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And though oxalates do contribute to stones, and many vegetables have oxalates, so do urates. I don't know whether you have a uric acid or an oxalic acid or what kind of crystal you have because nobody's tested it, right? Right. So if you right now do one of those metabolic urine tests and you have really beneficial urine chemical balance, you're not going to build that anymore. You're not going to make anymore. You're not going to worry about because you've actually fixed the problem. But if you have a uh, pro stone chemistry in your urine, you need to change. And it may mean that you need to cut out oxalates from some of your vegetables. You need to drop spinach or something, but you may not need to. And that's going to show up on a litho link or a stone risk test. So you'll be able to gauge it and then adapt your diet to what you need. Okay. Well, I appreciate that information. I will make uh, sure that's my next step in this um, craziness. I'm going through. The stress is killing me. So I Yes, know, take a breath. I, There's I no rush here. Take a breath. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Harvey. I appreciate the You're so welcome, Lynn. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. And our boards have now just gone as dark as a darn good cup of coffee. So I'm going to give on out the phone number again. Give us a call to the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa by dialing 813-239-9663 or send an email to dj at wmnf.org. Back to you there, doctor. Thank you. So, Don from, um, actually, it's actually Nina, (laughs) two different emails. Uh, Nina says, with all these chemicals in our cookware, what kind do I prefer to use? I cook with stainless steel and cast iron. I I really avoid all those uh, Teflon pans because I just don't trust them, even if they're brand new and clean. Once in a while, I'll use the uh, ceramic surface pans. um, And I do like uh, ceramic coated steel or iron to uh, uh, use my Dutch ovens and things because ceramics also are non-reactive. So steel is is very unreactive. Ceramics are. Now, uh, uh, cast iron is more reactive because of what it is. And I don't use that for all my cooking and I don't cook acids in my cast iron. You don't put tomatoes in your cast iron. So um, let's see, Jan has uh, a well water with a peroxide unit. Um, the I said they can have PFAS. I'm not sure what they is, but um, well water definitely can have PFAS. 
because all of our water has PFAS. They installed an alkalinizer on the kitchen faucets, which was expensive. And I don't know if your alkalinizer does any kind of uh, filtering, but I uh, will actually put on the um, uh, um, website um, the the notes for this. My um, uh, We'll get that up a bit later. Um, but uh, there are some resources on here um, that can help you get the water out. Um, there are some countertop filters that actually can work. Um, the um, um, there's one called um, Clearly Filters. Supposedly, gets 99.5 percent of PFAS out. Um, um, there are a couple different sites that I was looking at that have some of this good information. The filter that I use comes from a company called ATLA. It's an under sink filter. It has a carbon block followed by a resin filter. The resin filter is designed to get out all kinds of stuff, and it gets at 99.5% of the PFAS. And there's another carbon filter afterwards. It's very good. The Berkey filter is documented to get rid of it. And um, um, even um, some of the uh, other countertops will actually help um, reduce. Let's see. I think there's one called uh, Aquatrue. Um, what else? Um I don't see any of the standard ones, um, you know, Brit or anything like that on here, but they may. I, I just, uh, they're not showing up on any of the lists that I have seen for getting it out. So that's the way you get some of this stuff out. Um, we have a couple people on the line now, apparently. Let's talk. Yeah. Yes, indeed we do. Let's go to Doug. Apparently he's been waiting to tell you some good news. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. I just wanted to thank the good doctor. I called him several months ago and was having a problem with gout and neuropathy. And the good doctor said, get off the gabapentin. And I went back to my doctor and said, look, I want to come off it. So uh, the doctor told me to lose, you got the doctor on the air, told me to lose some weight and to get to a homeopathic. So I went to Abby's uh, Nutrition on Dale Mabry. I got a whole bunch of the supplements. The pain went from a 10 to about a two. I'm 20 pounds lighter. And I just want to tell the listeners out there, listen what this man's got to say because that's the only free advice I've got in my life that apparently is continuing to work. But thank you for my call. Fabulous. Thank you for calling. I'm so glad you got help. Yeah, certainly. Thank you for calling on back there, Doug. And Doug, Doug, don't forget put yep. something in the tip jar for this lovely station and keep this supported. Yes, sir. I'll be more than happy to and I mean that. Thank you so much. You're, you're fantastic. Thank you and the radio station as well. Thank you. All righty. And we've got a loyal listener and caller, Gary from Clearwater. Good morning, Gary. Hi, you guys. Good morning. What's happening? I wanted to ask you, Dr. Harvey. Um, I take good care of my teeth. I floss every day. Very good. But you know what? What, what toothpaste can they use that... Um, you know, uh, is there a toothpaste better than the others to use to make them whiter? Oh. Yeah, well, I'm not worried about whiteness. Actually, I, I don't. I don't work on that. I like, I like clean. I like healthy, and so I tend to avoid uh, toothpaste that have the um, <clears throat> foaming agents in. You know, like sodium lauryl sulfate, the detergents that uh, uh, the commercial tooth toothpaste that come from soap manufacturers like Procter and Gamble. 
It's like, you know, there used to be this thing when, when I was a kid, you get your mouth washed out with soap if you said something bad. Well, you do that every day with that crappy toothpaste from Procter & Gamble and all those other companies that make that swill. Um, and then fill it with fluoride that you don't need, especially in Southwest Florida, where, where the fluoride content of the water is higher than what they do to actually fluoridate water in most cities that don't have it. Um, the, um, the toothpaste that I like are natural and they use things like essential oils and salt to clean your teeth. Um, there's a company from Switzerland that's making this stuff for a hundred years. It's W E L E D A. Um, you can get it at some health food stores. You can get it online. Weleda has um, a paste version toothpaste that doesn't foam. It's made with chamomile, a very soothing herb. And they have another one that's made with salt and about 27 different essential oils. That's the one I use. It's called salt toothpaste and it's very vibrant. It wakes your mouth up. It wakes you up and it uh, doesn't take no because <laughs> it will take care of all those uh, unwanted bacteria between your teeth and kind of suppress them with all those beautiful essential oils. Um, but there are other companies also that make non-SLS toothpaste. You have to look for them, though, because some of the even natural ones mix it up. Um, but Jason Company and Tongs of Maine, there's some and, and even um, um, some other natural companies. I'm blanking on it right now. But, yeah, there's there's toothpaste out there that are uh, safe and effective for healthy mouths. Are you there, Gary? I'm going to assume that he's not, and I've got Joe from Lakeland on the line. But to keep the lines full, give us a call at 813-239-9663. Dial right on into the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Irene is waiting for you. And you can continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you there, Joe. Hey, guys. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Dr. Harvey, uh, nice to talk to you. And you're absolutely right about the pots and pans. I follow those same methods. But why I was calling is I had a weightlifting injury. I'm over uh, 50 years old uh, on bench press. And, and that shock seemed to have formed a lipoma on my upper shoulder uh, area and, and uh, my collarbone area that grew up. I look like a little mini-me on my shoulder. I had it removed once, but it, then it grew back in, so fatty lipoma. Didn't know if you had any suggestions on how uh, to deal with that, if I have it removed again, what help prevent that from growing back, and uh, anything any anything you could tell uh, us about lower back pain as well. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. So uh... – the lipoma, they tend to grow back. You might want to actually explore what fats you're eating and how much you're eating. That may change it. But honestly, I, I don't know anything about like trying to naturally suppress one because I they're not generally an issue and most people don't do anything with them. Um, low back pain. Um, that is a, uh, a, a complex issue. Um, it's been addressed all kinds of different ways. And my opinion of low back pain is that it really isn't necessarily the structure. You know, people talk about how bad their back looks on an MRI or whatever. Well, I think really the biggest issue is how you perceive your back pain and how you perceive yourself and how you perceive your relationship to your reality. Because John Sarno, 
a doctor from, I believe, New York, wrote an amazing book about, I think, 20 years ago now called Healing Back Pain. And he, he really refers there to the emotions associated with back pain. And I believe that everyone that I have witnessed with back pain has had a degree of anger in their lives. And anger is something that we all deal with because we all get stressed out with all kinds of things all around us. How we internalize the anger is how we deal with the back pain. I know. I was there. I was very angry when my back snapped in 1994. My right leg was paralyzed. I couldn't walk. I had a chauffeur for three months because I couldn't lift my leg. But at the end of three months, it was completely resolved because I changed everything. I changed my attitude. I changed the way I took care of my body. I changed relationships. I changed my anger. I started to actually love myself for making the changes. Beautiful. I love that, man. I also got a uh, inversion table recently, and let me tell you, that that, that seems to help as long as I don't you know, overdo it. Thank you very much. I love I love inversion tables, and that anti-gravity effect really does help, too. But think about meditation and think about what happened when you started getting the back pain. Yes, sir. That Thank may that may be the change. Good Have a great day, guy. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And I do have Diane on the line, but again, just going to keep dropping this number. Give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you there, Diane. Good morning. Um, I have a question. You, Dr. Harvey, you may have already addressed this, but what do you think about those, those weight loss drugs? I think Ozempic and... Covey, and secondly, do you can you recommend any supplements for weight management? So those are some good questions. I think that our biggest issue with weight is that we are toxic. Toxicity causes obesity. Um, it's it's really well documented that the places that have the highest amount of the herbicide atrazine in their in their water table, and that's most of the Midwest and most of the South, have the highest rates of obesity and diabetes. Now, it's not proven yet directly causative, but it appears that that's the association. And when you look at all these other things that are associated as far as we're looking at the PFAS and um, so much else, um, the key is to get detoxified. Um, I don't believe that the um, treatment for toxicity is Wegovia or um, Ozempic. I think this is really um, Western medicine at its best, going for another pill for another ill. Why don't we just try and get rid of the ill by rebalancing the bodies? Um, one thing that's really natural and can help with weight loss is taking something like fiber before a meal. Um, konjac root. Glucomannan, a very good fiber that sucks up a lot of water. You take a couple of capsules of that and with a glass of water before your meal, and you're not going to want to eat as much. Plus, the fiber also changes the way you metabolize the meal, and so you'll metabolize it more effectively. So that's an easy thing to do, but walking 30 minutes a day is one of the best things you can do to start weight loss. If you're not doing it, that's critical. Drinking uh, uh, um, half your weight in ounces of water per day is another good way to start flushing the body and keeping things rolling. How's that help, Diane? Very good. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
We're looking at about 10 minutes and change left here in the show, so I'm going to give you a call. I mean, I want you to give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Back to you, Dr. Harvey. Thank you. Got a text message. Uh, looks like anonymous. Uh, uh, oh, Joe Bob um, uh, in Florida. Uh, let's see. What's it say here about uh, toxic? What about the scientific studies that are claiming to make some breakthroughs into new generation of PFAS? Well, first of all, I don't trust the chemical industry to tell us the truth about what they're creating. <laughs> so if there's promising information about new potentially non-toxic toxic chemicals, eh, I'm not so sure. I'm going to just really work on what I've got here. And we have a massive amount of toxic chemicals we need to get out of our environment and stop using them. Um, let's see. Uh, plastic water bottles. Uh, I like to take water bottles and freeze them and drink out of them when the ice melts when working outdoors. Um, it's not a bad idea because the, actually the cool water keeps the p the the p uh uh yeah the uh uh biphenyl uh uh getting out of it so the 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 bpa and the phthalates stay in it when it's icy cold but again it's not the best thing but if you do have a plastic water bottle and you want to freeze them and take them out to drink that's i think it's a rational kind of thing a, a reuse of that uh uh um bottle that's not really probably going to hurt us as much um, Lance asked, does DMSO work for pain? Dimethyl sulf oxide. Uh, they call it horse liniment. It's actually a solvent. It seems to actually, because of its, uh, um, it's kind of got an antioxidant property that seems to actually help people in dealing with chronic pain. Um, <clears throat> And so I have seen people use it with some success. Uh, I don't generally recommend it because it's very noxious in its aroma. Um, it smells like garlic solvent, and you smell like it when you put it on. Much worse than than like uh, uh, Absorbing Junior. <laughs> and so I do have two callers. If you want to go to them. Let's do that. All right. I've got, um, I'm going to hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, Lavona. Good morning. Yes, Lavon. Lavon. There we go. Yes, my, Hi, question, my question for you, Dr. Harvey, is I have been newly diagnosed with Sjogren's, and I'm yes. not sure what it is or how to deal with it. Is there supplements or foods or... Well, this actually relates to our previous caller on lupus. <clears throat> uh -huh. uh, Sjogren syndrome is uh, one of the spectrum of connective tissue diseases that we call autoimmune disease. And so the functional medicine approach to all autoimmune disease is remove the immune triggers. So the first thing we do is go on a diet that reduces immune triggers. And that's the diets that I mentioned previously, like the autoimmune protocol or the WALS diet, W-A-H-L-S. Terry Walls is a doctor who had M multiple sclerosis, has it, but put it into remission by using dietary techniques because the medications failed. How does that help you, my dear? Well, Lavonne's no longer there, so I'm guessing that it helped her specifically. Uh, let's yes. go to Jim. He's calling from Pasadena, Maryland. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Hi, Jim. Hi, Dr. Harvey. Um, I am a frequent listener. Uh, my question today, though, is about the water filtration system. Yes, sir. I don't recall the, the chemical you mentioned about that's in most of our water. PFAS, per 
fluoroalkyl substances. Okay, and that's in most of our water. Yes, it's everywhere. Teflon has made its way throughout our world. Okay. So my main, uh, I want to know about that because I hadn't heard about that before, but my main question is about the fluoride. Is there a system that removes fluoride? Actually, the one I use um, gets rid of most of it. The only thing that gets rid of all the minerals is reverse osmosis, and I recommend everyone against reverse osmosis unless you live on, uh, say, the desert coast of Israel where there's no fresh water and you need to actually desalinate. That is the purpose of RO. When you use it on our local water that's already fresh water, that's already clean, and you put RO to it, you actually waste a gallon or more of water for every gallon you get to drink, and that's not tenable in a water shortage system situation. So um, ATLA is one unit, Berkey. Um, these are uh, filters that will get out most of the PFAS. And I think if we reduce it by 99, 99.5%, we're doing very well. And then we can actually drink that water from the tap. Well, from the filtered tap. Right, right, of course. Um, yes. And, and that's ATLA? ATLA, ATLA, yes, is one. Berkey as a tabletop unit. Um, and there are others out there, um, I'm, I'm sure. Um, these are the ones I've uh, done some research on. And then I, I'll, I'm going to put up uh, some links to some other ones that are less costly, pitcher type. They say they get it out there. I've not done personal research on it, but there's a bunch of people online uh, that appear to be marketing similar systems. Um, so okay. there's different price points that you can get in where you can get much of this stuff out, but nothing gets rid of all the fluorine except for uh, RO, but I don't think we need to. Fluorine naturally occurs in our environment. It comes in the Florida and aquifer. Okay. So yeah, Manatee, all- Manatee and Sarasota County have more fluoride in their water than counties that actually add fluoride that don't have it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I try to be fluoride free as much as possible. Um, yeah. Do they, does ATLA offer specifications on the uh, removal of fluoride and the other chemicals? They do have some, they do have some specs online um, and you can contact them and, and get more data. Thank you so with much. Any, with any of these companies too. Yeah. I would contact them and do research. That's what I did. Okay, great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. We're down to about five more minutes and I've got Joanne from uh, Port Charlotte. Good morning, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Hi. Hi, Dr. Harvey. Um, I have a quick question. My knee kept getting stiffer and stiffer. It started out like both knees were getting stiff. Then one got com- completely unstiff, totally fine. And the other one is like so stiff I can hardly bend it. And um, I was wondering if is that arthritis or... The fact that one of them just went away by itself, I was wondering if you had any dietary or, uh, you know, MSN and conjointin or any kind of thing I could supplement I could take to make the stiffness go away. I'm wearing a brace now on my knee to play tennis, and it feels great when I swim. Uh, So I think movement, bringing circulation to the area is a good thing, although my tennis friends told me to just rest it. Yeah, movement is a movement's a really good thing. Um, If you've injured a a joint, resting it is good. I find that most joint pain comes from around the joint, the muscles and tendons and ligaments. So it might be a good idea for you to have an evaluation from 
somebody like a physical therapist or a muscle activation technique, MAT specialist, to figure out what's going on with your knee, with your posture. Because that sounds muscular to me, the fact that it comes and goes. Um, things that help with that, I just talked about the diet on two other people. The autoimmune diet helps with all inflammation. So doing a Walls diet or an AIP protocol diet really will help. Getting three or four grams of uh, omega-3 fats really is anti-inflammatory. Curcumin, um, is a great uh, anti-inflammatory, as is uh, Boswellia from frankincense. Um, some good things out there to try, but I would get an evaluation because yours sounds functional. And we are down okay. to the wire here. Thank you so much. I appreciate your help. You're so welcome. Have a great week and good luck with that pursuit. Yes. And Thank you. I will do that. Indeed, we are down to the wire, Doc. You got a couple minutes a minute or so you want to hit something i will do that um fellow says that his dentist told him that you should brush your teeth but you don't need toothpaste and mouthwash kills both good and bad yeah i agree um you don't really need toothpaste the brush is the key <laughs> and i think uh, uh people like that minty freshness so they don't have bad breath but you don't need it however i do like the salt toothpaste with a little bit of baking soda in there, it does change the pH in your mouth and it alters the ability for the bad bacteria to grow and cause cavities. Um, the, um, yeah, so really using um, um, just good care on your teeth is, is key. That's, that's really the most important. So um, next week we're going to do AMA again. I don't have a guest yet. Uh, there's a lot of moving targets in my life right now and, and it's a lot of prep to get a, a guest on here. So they'll be coming, <laughs> but next week is AMA. And in the meantime, I want to thank Irene for doing a killer job on the boards. Bill, glad you're back here running the, the show for Pleasure's me at the mine. office. And, and so, uh, yes, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say as much as I enjoy it when you have a guest, because we always have some incredible information coming on in and good participation from the audience. I love AMAs, too. So do I. That's why I do them. <laughs> All right there, Dr. Harvey. Until next week at 10 o'clock, I want to thank you and all of our listeners and suggest um, stay tuned, hit that tip jar, and stay healthy. And thank you, Irene. You've been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved. <laughs>